The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, the Mexican, not afraid to be American, not afraid to be American. This is the show, the show of all shows, where you're going to get common sense, you're going to get logic. That's what's going to prevail here. You're not going to get any kind of sycophancy here, folks, not in this chair, not as long as this host is sitting here. Um, I will be a sycophant to no one, which is why you won't hear many uh, <laughs> political guests on my show. It's not that I won't have them. It's just some of them don't like being held accountable. Um, your politicians, I don't care if they're Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, uh, um, Independents, whatever they are. Once they've been in Washington for a while, unfortunately, this doesn't happen to all of them, but some of them, most of them, unfortunately, uh, they get in the, into the grip of the power and, and they get it and it's all about them instead of being about you, which it should always be about you. It should always be about the people. But these politicians get up there and listen, I've told you before, these establishment Republicans and the establishment Democrats, they will play for you and give you what they think you want to see when they're in front of a camera. And then at night, they all go to the same steakhouses. They all go to the same bars. They all go to the same uh, – their kids go to the same private schools. They all go to the same private events. They gallivanting around. They, 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 they're joyful together, and they laugh as the country goes down in flames. And I'm not saying there aren't some Republicans that actually want to do better, but your establishment Republicans, they're big government. Uh, I mean, look at what Nikki Haley's doing. I, I mean, I am so disappointed with her. Look, you guys know she's not my first choice. She's not my second choice. She's not my third choice. Uh, but I would be happy with her if she were the nominee. But I'm really upset with the way she's – and I told you guys, I told you, when some of you asked, what is my problem from the very beginning, I told you guys, be wary about Nikki Haley. Don't throw all your eggs in that basket. And some of you asked me why. And I told you, because she's got in, she's in too deep with the establishment. If you want a Bushy type candidate, if you want a McCain type candidate, if you want a Romney type candidate, then Nikki Haley is your gal. I mean, she's your gal. So, and again, uh, Bush wasn't, they're not, they're not bad people. McCain was not a bad guy. Um, now, he got a little wacko on his policies just because he didn't like Trump, which was ridiculous because the people should come first. Not your pesky little fights in Washington. The people should come first. And big government should never be your goal, especially if you have an R by your name. The only thing we have that can save this country right now is the Republican Party. I would love to say that there's a libertarian party that's going to save this country. I would love to say that there's some independent constitutionalists that are going to save this country. But unfortunately, <laughs> it's the Republican Party. And, and as Reagan said before, we, we, we have to make the party that we have, we gotta make it better. Um, I will sit here right now and I would never tell you that I'm a Republican. But I will tell you I'm a conservatarian. I have some conservative views, I have some libertarian views. But the party that I have to get in bed with right now, for lack of a better term, is the Republican Party. Uh, we, we do have some good people. We have the Freedom Caucus. Listen, when the entire media establishment and the entire Republican Washington establishment and all the Democrat establishment, when they pick out 10, 15, 20, 30 Republicans that they say are the devil and that they say are going to end democracy, those are the Republicans you need to get behind. 
Because the Republican establishment, the Democrat establishment, the Washington bureaucracy establishment, the media, 98% of them, they don't care about a constitutional republic. They don't care about a republic, a rule of law, which is what we are. No, they want a full-fledged democracy, which even Socrates way back in the day warned was a bad idea. Um, we don't want mob rules. But that seems to be what the media in this in this day and age wants and what the Democrats want and what way too many establishment Republicans want. So when you see part of Washington get together, the establishment Republicans, the Democrats establishment, when they come together and they go after a few uh, standout Republicans, then rest assured those are the Republicans you want more of. And those are the Republicans you want to be behind. And uh, those are usually the conservative ones, the ones who act on principle and the ones who aren't there corrupted by power, at least not yet. Uh, and still put the people first. You know, any candidate that is willing to fight for smaller government, any candidate that's willing to fight for the Constitution, any candidate that will give a speech in front of you and use the word freedom, use the word liberty, and use the word individual, those are candidates you want. Those are candidates you want. Now, a candidate that will stand up there and tell you that they want to 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 allow the, the behemoth of the government of this country, the bureaucrats in Washington, to be able to out you on social media. They want to know who you are, where you are. They want to dox you on social media just because of something you post. The First Amendment be damned. That's what Nikki Haley is proposing. And the danger there is, and Nikki Haley should know this. Any power that you give the Republican president or the Republican House or the Republican Senate, any power that you give them will be abused by the Democrat Party. At some point, if Nikki Haley gets her way with this takeover of the social media business that she wants to do and out everybody who's on there, if if Nikki Haley were to get her way, at some point, Nikki Haley won't be your president. At some point, the Republicans aren't going to have the Senate. They're not going to have the House. The Democrats will. And if that day comes, they will abuse the crap out of the power that Republicans continue to give them. And that is the problem, and that is one of the reasons we've got here where we are today. Because the establishment Republicans, the establishment Republicans, big government Republicans, your Lindsey Grahams, your Mitch McConnells, your that Liz Cheney when she was there, the other guy who cries all the time, uh, Schlesinger, whatever his name, when he was there, uh, the Romneys, the uh, – um, I mean I could go on and on. There's a, There's quite a few of them. Um, but when these people who love big government, they love the establishment, they love the bureaucracy, they love Washington, they love the, the lifestyle they have right up there in Washington, um, and they've forgotten about you. And when they get behind and they start creating these policies because they think it sounds good, all of these policies end up being abused by the Democrats. And we the people pay the price. We the people pay the price. Listen, George Bush had good intentions with the Patriot Act. Patriot Act had good intentions with that. But the Democrats have abused the crap out of the Patriot Act. How look what they did to Donald Trump, President Trump. They before he was even president, they were going after his campaign, spying on his campaign. This is stuff a third world country does. This is third world, fourth world, ugly type stuff that they were able to do because of the Patriot Act. And the Republicans are the one who passed the Patriot Act. The Republicans are the one who came up with that. The establishment Republicans came up with that mess, which in turn was abused as soon as the Democrats got in power. And I'm sorry to say that sometimes the Republican establishment will abuse it too, but they just don't do it to the level that the Democrats will. And I, and, and folks, I'm just, I, I cannot stress it enough. 
Um, I, I, if Nikki Haley is the nominee, of course I'll support her and I'm hoping and I'll do everything I can to change her mind on her big government grab business with social media and whoever, whatever else she has planned that involves big government. I'll do whatever I can to help, um, change her mind of that. Um, maybe she'll get some good people around her. Uh, now look. Nikki Haley's not going to be the nominee, <laughs> I don't think. Um, I don't think DeSantis is either. It's going to be Donald Trump. But the point is you need to understand if you're supporting Haley, knock yourself out. You support her through the primaries. Uh, but you need to understand you're supporting somebody who, who is a big government Republican. You're, you're supporting somebody who is going to push forth forward a policy governing social media that the Democrat Party will abuse. Because at some point, look, folks, I'm sorry to say, but no matter how much damage the Democrats are doing right now, and if President Trump comes back in 2024 or a Ron DeSantis or even a Nikki Haley, and we have eight or 12 years of a Republican presidency, and we fix – most things get fixed, and we're humming along with a great economy, and people are just hunky-dory living their lives and living that American dream, at some point, the American people will be lulled back to sleep, and they will bring back Democrat control. And the Democrats will abuse every big government program that the Republicans pass. That is history. You can look it up. We are where we are today because of some of the crap the Republican, the income tax credit, um, some of these ridiculous uh, tax tax programs and, and rebate programs through the IRS. Those were ushered in by Republicans and abused by the Democrat Party. The IRS has grown to a level because of the Republican establishment allowing it to happen and being abused by the Democrat Party. Um, I don't know how many more examples I need to give you, but those are just two big ones. The Patriot Act, Patriot, Patriot Act and the IRS, the tax code. I, I mean, folks, I, I just can't warn you enough. Now, I didn't want to open this show on a big diatribe about the establishment and why to be wary of Nikki Haley. But uh, I'm just telling you, look, Nikki Haley's not a bad person. Nikki Haley's pretty sharp. And Nikki Haley would be way, way worlds better than any Democrat. Now, I'm not going to sit here like Romney or those other um, just – I, I want to call them dirtbag Republicans, but I really want to be nice. But you've got these Republicans like Romney. They don't care about you. They don't care about the middle class. They don't care about the poor. Because if they did, they wouldn't stand around over the weekend telling the media or anyone that would listen to them like Romney did that any Democrat is better than Trump. We went four years under Donald Trump with the lowest gas prices, the lowest food prices, lowest everything, and a great economy. And Joe Biden comes along and in two, three years destroys the low cost of living. And now people have the highest cost of living that they've had in I don't know how many decades. And Romney is going to tell me that I would be better off with a Democrat like Biden. Because, folks, every Democrat coming behind Biden is going to be just as bad as Biden. All the Democrats are are, are way, way, way more left than they used to be. And Romney has the audacity to tell Republicans or, or voters that you're going to be better off with a Democrat over Donald J. Trump, the man who brought us one of the best economies, the man who had peace in the world, the man who brought peace to the Middle East, real peace through the Abram Accords. Yeah, the man who brought us under $2 a gallon gas. You're telling me that a Democrat's going to be better than that man? You're out of your freaking mind. 
But that's Romney. That's the establishment. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to understand, people like Romney and Graham and McConnell and unfortunately part of Haley, they will protect the swamp. They will protect the the Washington establishment swamp because they want to live in it. And they want to gain wealth through it. And they want to gain power through it. When it ought to be about the people. It ought to be about the people. So, all right. So, look, I, again, I, 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 I'm not trying to say Haley is an awful person. She's just not the person we need right now. The, 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 we need either President Trump or we need Ron DeSantis. I'm not afraid to say it. Those are the two that are left in this primary that are detached from the establishment. And listen, like I said earlier about about uh, the Republican establishment and the Democrat establishment and the media and the bureaucracy in Washington, when they all come together and hate one man, or, or actually they hate two men, they hate Trump and they hate DeSantis, that ought to tell you right now that's who we need. That's who we need. And if they could team up, it'd be even better when the entire Washington swamp hates two men in this country. We have... 300 million whatever plus people in this country and the Washington establishment hates two men in this country the the most they hate Donald Trump and they hate Ron DeSantis and I'm talking about the Republican establishment they hate them just as bad as the Democrats do uh, the Democrats think that they can beat Trump the Republicans are afraid Trump can win hey, understand let me repeat that make sure you hear me well so you can repeat me and folks you can take whatever I say and repeat it uh, you don't have to give me credit for it I would appreciate the credit but you don't have to give me credit for it i'm not here for that i i'm here because i i truly through this microphone through this wonderful seat through through the graciousness of america's web radio i'm here to try to make things better for the people i want you to understand what you're dealing with with politicians because since i live and breathe this mess and most of you don't uh, most of you aren't getting the kind of information maybe or see it the way i do so i'm going to tell you how i see it and hopefully that'll help you uh, vote um, in a better way, let's just say, to make things better for yourself, for your family, for your friends and everything. But let me say this. The Democrats hate Trump, but they think they can beat him. The Republican establishments hate Trump and they're afraid Trump can win. You see, you see what's going on in Washington. And when, when you see this coming together of the Republican establishment, the Washington establishment, the bureaucracy that is Washington and 98% of the media, when you see them come together because half of them hate Trump and they're afraid and they think they can beat him, half of them hate Trump and they're afraid Trump can win. When you see that, then you know Donald J. Trump is probably your guy or Ron DeSantis because they feel the same way about him. All right, folks, we got to take a break. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor show. Attention veterans with PTSD. If you can't sleep at night, listen to A Veteran's Place, hosted by Dr. Don Moeller, at 10 a.m., every Thursday, for your answer to sleeping, here on the Veterans Station, owned by a vet, with shows just for vets. AmericasWebRadio.com Are you a veteran of Desert Shield or Desert Storm? We do a show for you every Monday at 1 p.m., on veteran-owned, AmericasWebRadio.com you're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, 
And welcome back. Welcome back, my friends, uh, to the On Point with Victor show. So listen, I, I, uh, <laughs> I hope all of you guys had a great, great, great Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope you got, uh, no matter where you ate or what you ate or if you cooked or whatever you did, I hope you had a good one. Um, I hope you were able to, uh, just enjoy some time off, enjoy some relaxation, enjoy the appreciation and celebration of Thanksgiving and, and what it is and what it means. Um, hopefully you guys listened to my show last week about the story of Thanksgiving and you conveyed that. Maybe you listened to it around the Thanksgiving table. That would have been or fireside chat with On Point with Victor. Maybe we should start doing that every every year. Um, David, do you remember the, the, the idea of the fireside chat? Uh, I, I, maybe that's something that we should bring back or should Mr. come back. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, it was a good idea, but Carter, like Biden, <laughs> it was a mess. <laughs> I'm going to get to that today too, David. He surrounded himself uh-huh. by incompetence. Uh, complete. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, mm-hmm. You know, you got to give. Biden credit, if you if you will, sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> uh, you know, Carter totally was a fish out of water. Right. He had never served in mm-hmm. Washington. He, in fact, you know, I met Carter a few times, and uh, the guy is not or was not stupid. Right. Just. He was a Navy guy. I mean, he, he, he had a brain. I mean, he was a Navy guy. He was smart. But you're right. That's a good way to put it. It was a fish out of water. He just didn't know what he was getting right. into. Right. Didn't know what he was getting into. And uh, Biden has <laughs> always been too stupid to know what he was into, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. And he still is. And he's, and, and he's corrupt. You know, I, Carter wasn't corrupt. No. You know, for his faults, he wasn't corrupt. Um, I do think he was a godly man, or or tried to be. Biden, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, you, you, how do you take a guy who who professed to be the poorest guy in Congress yeah. to and 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 he professed that for years, but yet somehow he owns more than one multi million dollar home, a beach home. I, I I mean, the guy's worth millions. So I don't know how you work off the public dime. Only to the bank. At, r- yeah, right. Only to, exactly. So, but no, that's it. But yeah, maybe, maybe David, maybe we'll, we'll do a segment or something. Fireside chat. Maybe, uh, maybe that's what we'll call next Thanksgiving for that show. So but, um, little... maybe we'll put a TV back here and burn some, but hey, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. The far and the fireplace. Oh my goodness. But all right, folks. So I did, but you get my point about what I'm telling you about about the establishment when you see Washington come together and hate two men in this world uh, in this country which would be Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis then you know those are the guys that probably should team up to lead this country out of the mess that we're in and and my goodness I there is some good news though folks there's good news and I like to bring good news to every every show there are there's so, so here's some good news there are a lot of Democrat establishment uh uh, I, I shouldn't say a lot, but there are quite a few that are retiring. They're announcing their retirement. They're, they're giving up on the swamp. 
Uh, that's a good thing. Whenever we get, and we need some Republicans to go home. We need some Republicans like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. Why is Mitch McConnell still in the uh, Senate? Now, honestly, I know why he's there now, because if he steps down, those bozos in Kentucky, and look, I'm sorry, I love the people of Kentucky, but you, but you people keep voting for Democrat as your governor, which means when McConnell kills over, and I'm not, I am not, um, um, wishing ill will on anyone. Uh, I want McConnell to make it. I want him to make it to the next election for sure. Um, that sounds terrible. Look, I don't want anything to happen to these people. I, I want them to go away and retire and spend time with their families like they should in the latter part of their lives. But they're so hooked on power that they're never going to let it go. Mitch McConnell will probably drop dead in the halls of the Senate. But the problem you Kentuckians have is if something happens to Mitch McConnell before an election, before you guys can throw him out at the ballot box, which is what you should do, if he something happens to him, your Democrat governor is going to put a left-wing moon bat in that Senate seat. So you see the problem, and that's why uh, that's one reason why Mitch McConnell can't go anywhere. So, uh, but the voters should take care of this. The voters across this country, um, maybe, maybe as you're learning now how bad the Democrats Democrats are for your wallet. As you're learning, hopefully, how bad the Democrats are, you've got more crime. You've got more. You've got higher cost of living. You've got all these issues that make your life harder because of the Democrat Party. Uh, Maybe you'll start throwing these people out. And and some of this stuff is is the Democrats are aided by some of the establishment Republicans who have been in office for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. They need to go. They, if you've been in office for more than 25 years, you should probably be voted out. Um, bring in the young. Bring in the new. Uh, bring in some good, hard-fighting conservatives. Uh, because if we continue to allow the old guard, these these people, to just uh, wither away in the halls of Congress, they're not doing the people the work of the people. They're doing the work of them. And and that's just the way it is, folks. I, I Look, I call it like I see it. So, <laughs> But all right, I want to get back to this. I... I hope you guys all had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I got to tell you a story though. So I was driving last uh, last week on my way to my Thanksgiving destination, and I stopped at a Bucky's. Now, if you haven't stopped, listen, Bucky's makes it worth making a road trip. Um, if uh, Buck Bucky's is the reason that sometimes I just won't fly, I'll get in the car and drive because I know, hey, on this stop, I'm going to stop at two or three Bucky's along my way because it's just a great stop. Bucky's is is if you're not familiar with Bucky's, it's basically a gas station uh, for everybody except truck drivers. <laughs> I don't know why they exclude truck drivers, but they do. Uh, they will not allow trucks to be driven onto their premises. Now you can park across the street and walk over there if you're a truck driver, which you should do, and I'm sure some of them do. But buggies won't allow. They don't let. They don't let trucks fuel up. They don't let trucks sit. They don't. They just don't let truck drivers come in. It's just a place for for road trippers, fam, families of road trips. And this place is from Texas, and they have Texas brisket. And I don't have to tell David how good Texas brisket is and Texas barbecue. Um, I mean, that's the probably the best brisket, David, I've had in, on the planet. Is in Texas, and and I, I just love it, love it, love it. So so Bucky's, being from Texas, they cook Texas brisket around the clock, twenty four seven. I don't think this place closes, and I don't think they ever stop put uh, pumping out the brisket because everybody who stops there pretty much buys a brisket sandwich or some type of, of brisket, and it's it's amazing. But it's a great place to stop. So I pull in there, and I got to tell you, I I I I 
drive around and looking for a parking spot because this place is packed. It's it's absolutely, absolutely packed because everybody stops at Bucky's now. Uh, but I pull in there and I drive around the building and all of a sudden I see a row of EVs. I mean, I mean, kudos to Bucky's to 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 have put out all these charging stations. And I don't know how much it costs to charge your vehicle. But I couldn't help. I got a really good laugh. And I, I'm not laughing at the expense of the people. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm laughing at the decision that they made to take a road trip with an EV. <laughs> the ro- Let me tell you, every spot, every charging spot was taken. And there were prob- there were EVs waiting to get in a charging sta- uh, spot. But you've got to wait for hours. Because you've got these, everybody who was there... Uh, that I saw in this row were sitting in their EVs, playing on their phones, playing on iPads, smoking cigarettes, doing everything they could to do to buy the past to bypass time while their Tesla or or EV why the battery while it was charging. Now you might be asking, well, Victor, why weren't they inside? Well, that's because they already walked around Bucky's probably three or four times. They could probably do it blindfold, so they did it so many times, waiting for their car to charge, that they finally went back outside, got got in their car, and were waiting for that magic moment when the green light lit up that said, your battery is fully charged, so they could continue on down the road. That's the life of an EV drive. Look, I'm not telling you not to buy an EV. Uh, they're cool technologies. But if you're doing a road trip, are you sure you want to depend on a battery to, 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 for your car to, to get you where you need to be when you're road tripping? Especially on the holidays when everybody and their brothers out there, there are millions of people driving and, uh, there's enough of you people who have, who just didn't think it through and you got your EV and now you're road tripping with your EV. So you get to a place like Bucky's because not every place has a charging station and some places that do have charging stations, the charging stations don't work. And what are you gonna do? You're a host. So you get to Bucky's. <laughs> yeah, you might be pushing <laughs> and you know how heavy an EV is because that battery is so heavy. Your EV four-door sedan doesn't weigh the same as a gasoline sedan. It weighs a whole lot more because that battery is a moving chemical reaction that requires a lot of uh, 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 precious materials, and those come with a lot of weight, a lot of weight. And uh, so I – Look, I, I'm just I'm just pointing this out because if you are considering buying an EV, uh, if you're a a um, uber liberal Democrat voting sycophant and you think it's your duty to go buy an EV, go look, knock yourself out. But if you take a lot of road trips and you're going to depend on this EV, then you may want to think it through. You may want to do your invest. Don't listen to the dealer who tells you you've got 300 mile range. Um, if you got the windows down and no power and nothing else being powered, no lights or AC or heater or anything like that, uh, maybe you'll get close to 300 miles. I'm just telling you, don't listen to the dealer when they tell you how many miles you've got in your range. You better do some research from real drivers, real world experience to see how far that battery is actually going to go when you're running your radio, your stereo, your this, your that, and your your lights, your AC, your heater, whatever it is you're running in that car, charging your, your uh, phone, charging your iPads. Whatever you're doing is is wearing that battery down, so you're not going to get the mileage that the that the, the book tells you you're going to get. You better do your investigation to see what real world people who have experienced the car that you drive that you're driving they're buying the EV 
and see what the real mileage is because there were a whole bunch of people sitting at Bucky's and twiddling their thumbs waiting. You know what? I pulled into Bucky's. It took me, David, it took me less than five minutes to fill up the tank, get in the car, get a drink, get a brisket sandwich, all the things I needed to do and be out that door in 10 minutes back on the road while those EV people were looking at me going, oh. <laughs> yeah. You and I might think about going into business together. All right. And I love business opportunities. <laughs> well, what I was thinking is for all these EV people, we ought to sell a special rear bumper package. <laughs> oh, no. And what's it going to say? <laughs> well, the, the thing is, uh, you know, put your gas-powered car here and push. <laughs> These should have handprints. Yeah. Push here when <laughs> when your battery is drained. <laughs> And, oh uh, man! Uh, you know, that, that way it wouldn't tear up their car. Right. You you get an extra heavy duty bumper <laughs> package. That's and um, that's a good point, David. They probably they might need it because you know maybe somebody nice like me who drives an, uh, a big old truck would be nice enough to give them a little push. Yeah. Right <laughs> off the cliff. But I <laughs> you, use I, this instead of I, a wheelchair. I'm gonna yeah right. <laughs> you gave the Democrats a new idea. Um, Oh my gosh, David! It was—I I just have to. I, and like I said, I—I I felt sorry for some of these people, but I can't feel too sorry because they did it to themselves. Everybody that was at Bucky's waiting for their car to charge made that decision. You know, the other thing that people don't understand, and and I guess I don't know of anybody in the world offhand that hasn't at some point in their life, if they drive. They haven't run out of gas. Right. It's a, oh, it's a horrible terrible. feeling. Horrible feeling. Yeah. Been there, done that, don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you running out of gas didn't just affect you. Mm-hmm. That affect the person behind you, the cars behind right, you. Right, right. Especially if you, you yeah, if you, if you couldn't get off the road, absolutely. And, you know, and, and that's what. Absolutely, but at did. least, at least, David, when we ran out of gas, we were able to walk for a few miles, get a little gas, come back, put it in the tank, and then go fill up and be I, on our way. <laughs> I tell you, there's another danger to it, which. Uh, People aren't, I don't know if they're realizing it or not, but I've seen two situations in my Kroger's parking lot mm-hmm. where somebody gets in an EV and starts backing up and <laughs> oh, the no. person walking behind them mm-hmm. doesn't realize that that car is... Right, because they're, they're not hearing anything. No, um, that's true. They, and you know, I've, I've, I've heard, I've seen people talk about making EVs have the little beep, 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 yeah. you know, like trucks do. Uh, because I mean, it's true. I mean, you don't really hear, you're not getting an exhaust sound. You're not getting anything like that. Um, although I, I think I saw an article where, and how dumb is this? Uh, Chrysler or is it Chrysler now or Dodge? It's not Dodge anymore. It's Chrysler. I don't know. Anyway, um, I believe Chrysler, who said they're going to stop me now, I'm sure they're going to change tune at some point. But they said something to the to the extent they're going to get rid of all gas powered vehicles, even the Charger, even the Challenger. They're they're going to make it a battery. But but they were going to put some. Uh, look, I don't know if this is true. I just saw this somewhere. 
Somebody could have made this up, but they said Chrysler was going to put speakers on the outside of the car and and put fake sounds of the motor, fake exhaust sounds. Yeah, look, I still wouldn't buy an EV. I, if I'm going to buy a, a Challenger, I'm going to have a big old Hemi V8 with uh, aftermarket exhaust so everybody hears me coming, kind of like I do now in my truck. Um I'm not going to go buy a battery-powered vehicle that's like a golf cart with speakers on the outside that make me wish I had a V8. <laughs> so I don't know if that's true, folks. I did see that in an article somewhere. And if, that, if that's something Chrysler's actually thinking of doing, shame on them. Shame on them. Okay. All right, folks. I want to move on a little bit. Enough fun with the EVs. Uh, and again, if you own an EV... Uh, look, more power to you. I mean, if if you're maybe you only drive in the city, and that, and I'm sure it's great for that. There will be psychiatrists uh, uh, and co- and psychologists available. Available. For you. <laughs> yeah, right. That should come with the car. <laughs> but uh, but my, you know, look, I have fun with this because if you make the choice to buy an EV, and you're gonna and you're gonna road trip on in it. Then don't be surprised when people like me can't help but take pictures when you're sitting in line waiting for a charging station to open. And then you hope that charging station works. And then you have to go do five laps around whatever buckies you're in because you've got to wait an hour or two or three or four for your battery to charge. Uh, look, I, look, maybe you can play games and, and actually map out the, the buckies blindfolded because you've done so many laps in there. I mean, so folks, I'm not kidding. I'm able to pull into a buckies, take my dog for a walk so he can pee outside, go inside, get whatever drink I want, go to the bathroom, get a brisket sandwich, come out, get back in the car. I can do all of that in 10 minutes or 15. Let's, Let's call it 20 minutes because I walked the dog. I can do it all in 20 minutes and be back on the road while you're sitting there with your EV pretending that you're, well, you're virtue signaling, I guess, maybe some of you. But um, you're sitting there in your EV twiddling your thumbs because you've got to wait for that battery, for that magic green light to get up and say, charged battery, 100%. Now, you've seen your iPhones. You've seen your iPhones. What happens if you hold an iPhone? All right, folks, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to move on. If you've got an iPhone and you've had it for more, like if you're like me, I hate getting new. Once I get something, same thing with vehicles. I'll drive the wheels off of a car before I'll get another one. My iPhone, I will keep an iPhone until it absolutely blows up in my pocket, which my last one did. It literally blew up in my pocket. But if you've held an iPhone or, or maybe your Droid or whatever it is for more than three, four, five, six years, what happens to the battery? It depletes. It never, it, it, when you buy that, that phone and you get a full charge, you might get 10 hours out of it. But two, three, four, five years later, a full charge is only going to give you half of that. A battery depletes over life. So when you're sitting there in Bucky's with your brand new EV and it's taking you three, four, five hours to charge that thing, and then you go another 250, 300 miles in a few years, it ain't going to go that far. It's just going to get worse. These are the things the dealer won't tell you. These are the things the government won't tell you, but I will. <laughs> so, all right, <clears throat> let's move on. So over the weekend, while while we enjoyed our, our Thanksgiving time and, and uh, our, our relaxation, having a good long weekend, uh, Biden, Biden was out. He was out enjoying it, too. He was out snoozing at one of his uh, multi-million dollar homes. Hey, I got a question for some of you Democrat voters. I've got a question for you, you sycophant Democrat voters out there who are out in the hood somewhere or you're out uh, uh, anywhere, anywhere. Uh, any of you Democrat voters who still think you've got to vote Democrat. 
Um, I got a question. Do you have a multi-million dollar home? Do you have mul- multiple, multiple million dollar homes? Do you? Because Biden does. Biden does. Biden snoozed all weekend at one of his multi-million dollar homes. And you know what was happening while he was snoozing? American hostages were suffering in the Gaza Strip or wherever they are because we may not know where they are. And if we do know where they are, then shame on Biden for not going to get them, getting them. But while Biden snoozed, American hostages suffered. So Biden snoozed and, and, and did whatever he wanted. I guess he was at his beach house. I'm not sure which one he was at, but while he was kicking back with, with, with steak and, and his personal security and, and no worry, no care in the world, we had American hostages that were being moved around Gaza, handed off to other terrorist groups. Maybe who knows where they are. But the fact is we have American hostages that are suffering and being abused, being used by terrorist and Joe Brandon Biden what's he doing what's the dementia patient doing why wasn't the, the listen that dementia patient Joe Biden 10% Joe should be in front of the cameras every day or every other day saying we want our hostages back now in reality we should be a strong enough country for it should take the president one time to go on the cameras uh, and get in front of the cameras and look at the world and look at the terrorists and say, you're holding American hostages. You have exactly 24 hours to release them. There are no conditions on this release. You will release them in 24 hours. If you don't, at some point, you will meet your demise when we come for them because come for them, we will. And it will be the full might of the special forces of, of, of either the army, the navy, the seals. I don't know, but I'm going to send everybody and I'm going to send the might. Of the United States. And we're not going to come shake your hand. And we're not coming to negotiate. We're going to come get our hostages. So you got 24 hours. You release them. Or you will find out what it's like to be on the wrong end of the United States military. That's what the president should do. And I have confidence that's what Donald J. Trump will do. And I think Donald J. Trump will do it before he's re-inaugurated. And those hostages are going to come free if they're not free before then. But Here, you're... Uh, yeah, David. Add, uh, with... D- Trump, then the one of the terrorists from the past that oh the Soleimani, I think it's the ad where he uh, after send he him a picture yes his house. why did you send me a picture of my house <laughs> because you're about to go bye bye <laughs> well you know David I've said this before I'm pretty sure when when Trump met with Kim Jong Un that pipsqueak in North Korea. You know, there was a big change. Before Trump met with him, that dude was talking just like he normally talks. Big, big talk, big talk. I'm not afraid of the U.S. And as soon as Trump got done with him, he wouldn't hear another peep out of that guy other than Trump is my friend. And I'm telling you, David, I believe this in my heart of hearts, that Donald Trump sat down when he first sat down with Kim Jong-un. He pulled out some some nice satellite photos and said, this is where you thought you were hiding from us. This is where you were the other day. This is where you were at 4 a.m. This is where you were uh, throwing back the booze and your steak that your people don't get, but you get. This is where you were watching American movies that your people can't watch, but you were watching. I, I, I am firm believer that Donald Trump pulled out the satellite imagery and showed him, we know where you are, and I can take care of you. I can put a missile through that little crack. You see that building you thought you were safe? Here's the air vent because you got to have air. I can put a missile right through there. Now, you want to test me with your little button? And it's funny how Kim Jong-il stopped doing all the things he was doing and suddenly called Trump a friend and wanted to work with the West. 
That's the power of strength. And that's the kind of president we need. And Joe Brandon Biden, 10% Joe, or genocide Joe, as the hard left is calling him now, um, because they're so mad he won't. Well, and here's uh, I'm going to get into this later, folks, because I told you already. When Joe Biden gets in front of the cameras and he tells you he's standing with Israel, don't believe it. Because behind the scenes, he is not standing with Israel. He's standing with Hamas and, and the, the, the Iran. He's standing with Iran. He's standing with the, with these Middle Eastern countries and st- except he's not standing with Israel. He will tell you in the cameras, but behind the scenes. And now we've got proof of it. So I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. So, but as Biden snoozes, American hostages are being abused. We have American hostages. Why isn't Biden doing what? And listen, it was no mistake that this deal that Israel made with Hamas to release hostages. It's no mistake that there was not, I think maybe one American hostage, maybe, and that was probably by mistake. It's not a mistake that Hamas didn't release American hostages. They did it on purpose. They did it as a message to the world that look at us. We can stand up to the United States. We can stand up and look to dementia patient in the face because we're not afraid of him. And that's what happens when you embolden terrorists, when you embolden Iran, when you embolden these these regimes and these terrorist regimes, they're not afraid of you. And because I guarantee you, had Ronald Reagan been president or or Donald Trump been president, First of all, they wouldn't have taken those hostages. But had they taken those and Reagan or or Trump or president, I can promise you the first people to be released would have been the Americans. The first people to be released would have been the Americans. But now the last people that are going to be released are probably going to be the Americans. How many times would Iran bomb U.S. installations? Mm-hmm. With Trump or Reagan, I they maybe one time they would have done it. Look what happened when Gaddafi. Gaddafi tried to do that, and Ronald Reagan blew his house and his family. T- I, I'm not sure how many family uh, because they didn't target innocent people, but they did destroy his house. They destroyed everywhere and things that were valuable to him. And then Gaddafi said, "Here you go. I don't want these uh, weapons anymore." Uh, that that's the strength of Ronald Reagan. That's the strength of the United States. And and uh, and look under four. Four years of Donald Trump, Russia didn't invade Ukraine. There's a reason for that. Um, China wasn't wasn't rattling sabers about Taiwan. There's a reason for that. Um, terrorists didn't go cut off babies' heads when Donald Trump was president. There's a reason for that. No, they did this when the dementia patient became president. They did this when weak-minded Democrats started bringing the United States down and making the U.S. weak. When, when our military is putting ads, uh, featuring transgender story hour and they're requiring our military men and women to read, uh, uh, books on, 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 uh, race and, 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 uh, DEI and they're requiring our military men and women to read books on critical race uh, theory. When our military is more concerned about equity and bringing uh, more uh, alternative lifestyle people into the military and catering to them, then you see what happens. The, the 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 rest of the world looks at the U.S. and goes, "You guys are weak. You've got a dementia patient leading the way, and you've got military brass who who is who is who's just eating up the Democrat leftist nonsense." And then you've got a media that I, I mean, a military leaders that will come out and say that the biggest threat is climate change. Yeah, 
the rest of the world is not going to fear us. And when the world uh, full of despots doesn't fear the United States, the only bastion of freedom and liberty, the only bastion of, of we actually care for people and we want people to, 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 to prosper, we don't want people to, to live under the thumb of government, that's this country. But when this country is weak, the rest of the world goes crazy. And we're on the – look, we're on – in three years – President Biden, the dementia patient, 10% Joe, has brought us to the brink of World War III. And you have idiots like Joe Scarborough, the morning Joe guy on MSNBC. This guy is such a fool. But he knows he's a knowing fool. He knows that he's wrong. But he's such a sycophant to the Democrat side. He's has such hatred for Trump. And he can't stand that Trump has been right on just about everything. Folks, look it up. Trump's been right on just about everything. Donald Trump said that the media would be your enemy, and folks, the media is your enemy. I'm sorry to say, today's journalists are not journalists. 99% of the media outlets are, are working for the Democrat Party. They may not be paid by the Democrat Party, but they're working in concert with the Democrat Party. That's your media of today. Your mainstream media is not your friend. Your mainstream media is not giving you the news so you can make up your own mind. The mainstream media is giving you opinion, and they're disguising it as news to try and persuade you to come on board and believe that you're not, you don't feel pain in your pocket. You're not living paycheck to paycheck. This is the great economy. Bidenomics is great. That's what they're telling you. They're telling you that you're too stupid to realize that everything costs you more money right now. They think you're too stupid to realize that Bidenomics is good for you. They want you to take the pill and take uh, take the shot and enjoy it. When that's not working right now and the polls are showing it, which is what I was going to get to here in a second. But you can't you you've got this idiot. Uh, I shouldn't say that because he knows he knows he's wrong. But this Josh J- J- Joe Scarborough character on MSNBC had the audacity to come out and say we're close to World War Three, but thank God we have Joe Biden because cooler heads will prevail. No, no, Joe. Joe Biden is the reason we're on the precipice of World War III. I, do I need to remind you, Joe, morning Joe, that under four years of Donald J. Trump, not one new conflict was entered by the United States. Not one new conflict was created. There was peace in the Middle East with the Abram Accords, and we were headed to unprecedented peace with Israel and the Middle East. Unprecedented Muslim countries becoming peaceful with Israel. That was happening under Donald Trump. China was not rattling sabers about Taiwan. That was happening under Donald Trump. Russia didn't attack anybody under Donald Trump. Um, North Korea was at bay. Terrorists were not cutting off babies' heads under Donald Trump. See, Joe Scarborough, it ain't Donald Trump that's going to cause World War III. It's Donald Trump that's going to prevent World War III when he comes back in 2024. Because your dementia patient, 10% Joe, who can't walk on stage without stumbling, who can't deliver a speech without slurring, who, who absolutely causes heart attacks throughout his, his cabinet when he goes off script. Uh, listen, Joe Biden and the Democrat policies have gotten us closer to World War III than we've ever been. You would have to go back to, uh, um, I guess probably, uh, maybe, maybe the Cold War, maybe the battle with, with, uh, Gorbachev that Reagan had, um, 
to see how close we 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 were. And I would even say now we're closer now to World War Three than we were back then when Reagan was battling Gorbachev. All of this is Democrat policy. All of this is Joe Brandon Biden. Yeah. Keep in mind, you had the Cuban Missile Crisis. All right, with and Kennedy. who was in charge? A Democrat. A Democrat. <laughs> and, you know, one thing yeah. that I would like to mention is the fact that we are being pushed closer and closer to a socialized country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at things in the past, we can swing back the other way, and 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 this is what's happened. Mm-hmm. Socialism has failed everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere and it's capitalism tried. Capitalism comes back and, and prevails. Yeah. And the same way with when I was in the service, you know, like you were saying, pushing this transgender crap on mm-hmm. and joining. You know, uh, the military has a way of taking care of itself. A hundred percent. When it's you know? allowed to do what the military does. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Soon those people would be out. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, David, that's true. And, and I've said this before. If, if you, I don't care how you live your life. If you want to serve your country, more power to you, but you must meet the requirements that everybody else, every soldier has to meet a requirement. Now, those requirements are probably way laxed. (laughs) I mean, they may have basket weaving now as a requirement. But before, under Ronald Reagan, under Bush, under Trump, we had a military. And our military's purpose is to blow stuff up and kill things. That is it. The military is not there to, to, to perform DEI. It's not there for equity. It's not there for, for critical race theory. It's not there to push transgender story hour. And again, I don't care how you live your life. If you put on a wig and makeup, but you can join the military and you can carry your weight and you can protect that brother next to you or the sister next to you, that, let's just call it brother in arms because that's what it is. If you got the back of your brother in arm and you can handle it, then knock yourself out. I, I I would fight soldier to soldier with you. But if you're coming into the military like they are now and you want to change the military, you want to make it more equitable and more this and more this and more that, and you want to make it a little bit gayer. <laughs> We're going to catch flack for that, David, but I'll go ahead and apologize for that. But I, I you can't have transgender story hour in the military and have a tough military. You're going to create a morale problem. And the last thing we need right now is a morale problem. And and all of this can be fixed, just like David said, folks. I want you to pay attention to what David said, because David's 100% right. Because you can go back, you can go back, let's just go back to, to the late 70s. Let's go back to Jimmy Carter. Let's go back to Jimmy Carter. If a lot of similarities to what's going on now. Now, Biden's worse, believe it or not. But there's some similarities. You know, the, the, the Iran, the Iranians were manhandling Carter back then. And, and Carter had, had really, he didn't do what to the military, what Biden is doing, but he did kind of defund and weaken the military. And, and defunding the military is, 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 is as bad as anything else you can do to the military when you're not giving our men and women the best tools they need and the best training and the best weaponry, then we don't have the best military. So Carter kind of did those things and weakened us. And Iran was, was, was manhandling Carter. But you know what happened? It brought Ronaldus Magnus to the forefront and Ronald Reagan was elected and it didn't take Ronald Reagan long to turn our military around to the strongest, baddest, most feared fighting force on the planet. 
And Donald Trump, same thing happened. Obama comes in for eight years and Obama defunds part of the military. He restricts the military. He They start introducing this diversity crap into the military. And look, don't misunderstand me because the media will take me out of context and so will Media Matters and everybody else who hates me will take me out of context and say that I don't want um, – uh, people of color or brown, whatever, in the military. That's not what I'm talking about. I, we have unbelievable f- um, black, brown, red, yellow, you name it. Our military has all, is diverse because of the people who want to serve. When you force diversity, you're not going to get diversity. What happened to the hostages when Reagan... When when Ronaldus Magnus was... Ino- before he was inaugurated, they were released. The minute Ronald Reagan was elected, Iran said, okay, we can't screw around with right. this guy. I mean, uh, I, uh, yeah, um, right. Uh, they said they cannot mess with this guy. And Ronald Reagan... I mean, he said it straight. And like I said, it didn't take him long. He turned turned our military around. Um, and again, Obama weakened our military. And he had the Navy to one of his weakest points, I think, in history. And Donald Trump worked in a short time and turned our military around to, again, the baddest, most feared fighting force. Let me tell you something. When Donald Trump was president and the terrorists, the ISIS heard the, Her- the uh, Hercules 130, one of these C-130s gunships approaching, they had the fear of Allah struck in them. And Donald Trump wasted, put to waste Soleimani, he put to waste the heads. Every time an ISIS leader popped his head up, Donald Trump smashed it like that video game where, I don't know what you call it, but you smash it when the little heads pop up. That's a strong United States. That's a strong military. And then along comes dementia patient Joe Brandon Biden, 10% Joe. 10% 10% Joe who is so corrupted with in, in corruption with China and with Ukraine and and who knows how many other countries around the world that Joe's extorted money from or done favors for who who knows um Joe Biden is weak and he's weakened this country to a point that we haven't seen since Jimmy Carter and uh it's a shame it's an absolute shame so the next president whether it be Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis you got a lot of work cut out for you, you got a lot of work cut out for you but i will tell you there's I, look there's all you can always find good news and you got to you got to have faith and you got to stay positive and just like i said when when the late 70s ladies and gentlemen if you go back and study the late 70s we had double digit interest rates um it was hard to buy a home we had a gas shortage it cost a lot for everything, food shortages. We had all these problems in the late 70s because of Democrat policies. And there was doom and gloom across the country. People didn't feel good. People were hurting. People were getting depressed. And they thought the best days of the United States were behind them. And then along came Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, who said, elect me and I will put that shining light back on the hill, that city back on the hill, that shining light of the city on the hill. I'll put that light back and it's going to shine bright because the best days of this country are ahead of us. The country's been brought down so much by Democrat policies that we can only go up. And I, Ronald Reagan, am going to take us there. And we, the people, we, the people will perform. We, the people will release the, the energy of capitalism. We will release the ingenuity of the American people. And my, by golly, folks, the, the eighties were the, were some of the most productive times this country's ever seen. Just amazing prosperity, 
prosperity that continued through the 90s, even though Bill Clinton tried to screw that up. That's how important Ronald Reagan was. And that's at the precipice we are at now. We're at the time now when we're pretty weak and we're hurting. We've got 60, 70% of the families in this country living paycheck to paycheck. We have so many families that, that, that can't make it month to month right now. We, we have the highest food cost we've ever had, the highest cost to rent, the, to buy, to, uh, houses, to buy cars. To, everything is costing you more. Some things 50% more, 40% more, 30% more. Everything is costing you more. And let me tell you something, Joe Brandon Biden and Joe Scarborough and the Democrats. Let me tell you something. You don't get to elect somebody like the dementia patient and Democrats all across this country and have them put their policies forward, which caused all this inflation. You don't get to to cause double digit inflation and cause 20, 30, 40, 50 percent price increases on every aspect of Americans lives. You don't get to do that. And then when the rate of increase increase slows a little bit, understand me now, folks, inflation has not fallen. Only the rate of increase has slowed down. Prices are still going up. Inflation is still going up, but it's going up at a slower speed. So you don't get Democrats. You don't get to come out and say that you're lowering inflation and you're lowering prices when you're the one that caused everything to go up in the first place. And you're telling people that inflation is falling. You're lying to people because inflation's not falling. The rate of increase has come down. The rate that prices are increasing has slowed down a little bit, but they're still going up. And you know what's not going up? Your wages aren't keeping up with inflation. Look, I know the Democrats are out there right now trying to tell you that you've had a 20% or more wage increase. Yeah, you might have a wage increase. But when you factor in the amount of inflation, your real world increase is a a sixth of a tenth of a percent, something like that. It's less than 1%. You are not keeping up with inflation, which is why the American people are hurting, which is why over the weekend, as as Biden snoozed his way on in in his multiple million dollar homes, that's why the American people are getting more and more frustrated. And and Biden's numbers are continued to continuing to plummet. Biden is at the lowest point in his presidency now. His favorability. Look, I told you, if the media is telling you it's 30, that his favorability is in the 20s. Nobody likes Joe Biden. The Democrats are starting to panic. They don't want Joe Biden on the ticket. And ladies and gentlemen, sit back. You watch the fight. It's already started. The fight between cackling Kamala and the white, great white hope, Gavin. That fight has begun, folks. So watch that fight. It's just going to get worse. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Locked and loaded with Roger B is up next. I'm out. We'll see you next week. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.